afternoon and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I am Will Heisentritt, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I am joined by Gillen Nickerson, and today we will be taking a dive into his relationship with the game of baseball. How are you doing, Gillen? I'm doing all right. Just happy to be here. Yeah, it, it look, you look happy to be there. Uh, the weather looks real <laughs> nice where you're at. Where, where are you coming from? Pismo Beach, California. All right. And for our viewers or our listeners, uh, where is that? If you know where uh, San Luis Obispo is, about 10 minutes south. But if you think about it, it's right in between San Francisco and L.A. Gotcha. All right. Right on the coast, I'm assuming, with the Pismo Beach name. <laughs> yeah, beach is about a uh, half mile that way. Not bad. Not bad. All right. That's fantastic. Now, as the title suggests, this is part of the personal podcast series where a commenter is randomly selected from our social media platforms to join the show and talk about baseball. If you like what you are hearing here and want more, we also hold a weekly episode covering a wider scope where the agenda covers our random thoughts, baseball history, takeaways from the season, larger overall baseball topics, drafts, trivia, song lyrics, movie quotes, and trending Twitter topics. Many of our listeners have a fun Twitter story they want us to talk about or a draft they think can uh, be a lot of fun. You can reach out and be a part of this show. All you have to do is message us on message us on Instagram or TikTok. On Instagram, you can DM us at sometimes baseball. And on TikTok, you can reach us at sometimes.baseball. All right, let's jump into it. Tell us who your team is and uh, let's let's go from there. All right, yeah. Um... I got family from Chicago. My dad's from there, and I visited there a few years back, and I just went all in, full White Sox, you know. And Okay. That's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm, I got love for the Cubbies, but they're not all the way there yet. Okay, yeah. They, uh, the White Sox are an in, definitely an interesting team now. They have uh, a lot they can do after a very, uh, in, my, in my opinion, a successful season. What, what were your thoughts on the season from the White Sox in 2020? It was looking great. You know, we had Tim Anderson. He was killing it. Giolito had a no-no. And it was looking great all the way up until the first game of the playoffs. After that, oof, it was hard. It was hard to watch. Yeah, no, I definitely had a lot of fun watching the White Sox. I'm a fan of all teams, essentially. I'm a fan of the Washington Nationals. I am from D.C. So watching Lucas Giolito mow down the competition is no fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually at uh, Lucas Giolito's Major League debut in D.C. So, yeah, I definitely saw the talent. Um, he didn't pan out, but he's panning out now. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, a lot to be thankful for, uh, despite the early exit. We love to have him, man. We love to have him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's a good one. Um, but the assembly of position players is quite something that they got in uh, the south side of Chicago, just starting at the top with the MVP, Jose Abreu, and then yeah. Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez. I think he's underrated somehow. And then uh, – I don't – He's not known like he should be. Yeah. He is, he is generate. I think he's almost a generational talent, at least coming from a White Sox fan. And you got Mo and Kata in there too. It's a, it's going to be fun the next two to three years. See how this goes. Yeah. And we're leaving out Luis Robert who had Mm -hmm. all the hype coming into the season. Um, I didn't get, what were your thoughts on him? I didn't see much of him play. You know, it was a rough season because kind of stopped watching baseball for a little bit. I dove, I went straight into school and I've, it's been rough with the zoom and it's extra homework and stuff like that. Yep. I got to see highlights and clips and what I saw was amazing, you know? And then there's that kid, I forget his name. Uh, it was just, he just gotten drafted and he's pitched right almost straight in the major leagues. Had a, oh yeah. Had I know that, who yeah. you're talking about. Um, 
I can't think of the name off the top Neither of my head. But the, reveler, but, the, but the reliever who throws like 104 miles an hour. That yeah, guy. just <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah, I know. So there's definitely a lot of young, exciting talent. And I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to just because of all the additional work that has somehow mm-hmm. been added on with school. Yeah. Um, it's really not fun at all. What's uh, your bit experience been like as a high school student? So for the first two years, I was at Rigetti High School in Santa Maria, California. Both of my parents had been teachers there for about 20 to 22 years there. Nice. So nice. It, was, it was a weird kind of dynamic. And then halfway through, I said, you know what? I'm going to switch over. And I went to the private school across the street. And we're big old rivals. <laughs> and that's when I first started to, like, enjoy high school. I like the small okay. school aspect, you know. And yeah. It was just a great switch. Yeah, no, I went to a private high school as well. Uh, both my younger brothers uh, went there. One's still there, actually. And um, he said the hardest part is just trying to make friends. <laughs> I'm lucky I was in like a small town and I had gone to school with a lot of the guys there since mm-hmm. I was kindergarten. So it was a smooth transition and just kind of picked up where I left off. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. But still back on the White Sox, um, or I guess in general, like, who are like some like your favorite players as like a fan to watch? It's Tim Anderson all the way. The energy he brings to the game and just the emotion, it is fun to watch. It's great to see as a fan and he hits the ball far. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, another one of the main guys on the show, uh, Bobby, he's a big fan of Tim Anderson. Uh, he loves everything he's doing. And I, um, now that I get to follow all these uh, ba- baseball accounts and it's really cool seeing how, much tim anderson really embraces the fans and really wants to interact Mm -hmm. with them he's got like his own clothing line now or something i heard about it it's that new age of baseball where i'm glad i'm glad to see emotion i I don't want to see robots out there walking off the mound i want to see you fist pumping i want to see joe kelly talking smack (laughs) yes it's a fun time to be a to be a fan yeah for sure so like uh so tim anderson's your guy like what what are like your some some of like your favorite moments from watching him the bat flip against the royals that one was it's it's up there. You know, it's just something I tried to do it. I hit a ball far. I was like, Oh, that's out. And I threw it. I was like, what's up? And then it just hit the wall and I had to sprint <laughs> around to the bases and I got yelled at when I got back to the dugout, but it was just a moment that I was like, I'm all in on this guy. Yeah, no, he watching him. You definitely feel like you, he, you feel like that's you out there. Like just mm-hmm. the emotion, the pure emotion. It looks like he enjoys the game as a Nats fan. We've had, we had Anthony Rendon for so long Everybody loves Anthony Rendon, but it doesn't seem like he ever loved the game of baseball. And he said multiple times, you know, like, this is like my job. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, wildly talented, but not as much emotion as we like to see from guys like Tim Anderson, for sure. Yeah. And another guy like that is uh, Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he's, I love Tim Anderson, but he's the best shortstop in the game right now. Hands down. Okay. It's just a, the what he brings to the game is just, oh. I'm just going to go hit another grand slam while I want, you know? Yeah. Th- I think uh, people are definitely uh, opening their eyes as to what these young guys are bringing to the game. And it's just so fun to watch somebody like Tatis who just crushes baseball, plays ridiculous defense as fast as all heck. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, Tatis, I, I definitely think is a, the top shortstop maybe in the game. I, it can I be argued. Yes, it can be argued. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I like Glaber Torres a lot. Um, he's a bit more spotty, but mm-hmm. nobody has as much pop as Tatis, I think. Yeah. And Glaber's close, but he's just – it's not there as much as Tatis is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, any other players or any other big moments as like a fan that like really stuck out to you? Uh, moments. I got to say watching the Cubs, even though I'm a White Sox guy, watching the Cubs win it after 106 years. That was special. Whew. I had a great grandma who was alive during the last time the Sox won. Oh, yeah. Or not the Sox, the Cubs. And then she saw it again. And it was crazy watching it with her. She was screaming out of her mind, going crazy. And it was a it was a special moment for me. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I for whatever reason, uh, I ran out of things to watch because um, all I do is just watch uh, stuff while I'm working or doing mm-hmm. homework or whatnot. And um, so I watched game seven of the 2016 World Series. Uh, and golly, that's a that's one of the best games of all time. It's up and down and crazy, man. It's I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think I need to go back and give it a real rewatch. Settle in because it's like five and a half hours. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was at Disneyland when it happened. I was like, mom, I'm not going on any rides. I'm sitting in the hotel room. I am watching the game. <laughs> yes. No. I, and you could do a draft of just moments from that game. Um, it was one mm-hmm. of the craziest games in like the last 50 years. It was ridiculous. It was awesome. Yeah. And especially for it to be that big because Indians haven't won it in what, 50 years now? Something crazy like that. I think it's closing out on 60. Yeah. Oh, and it's just those two teams like I want to we want to end this and it's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you could feel like the energy in the stadium that we didn't get to experience this year. Um, mm-hmm. So watching games like was it different for you or uh, not? Not a crazy amount. I mean, a lot of the daytime stuff, because if I'm watching, I'm sitting. I just finished my homework and I'm watching a daytime game. Yeah. yeah. And there's not there's usually not a lot of fans anyway. And it's just kind of in the crowd. Uh, just what do they plug in noise right yeah yeah just pipe it in in. but those big games like the playoff games that's where i miss it Mm -hmm. yes i exactly the um the walk off in game four of the world series with brett phillips mm -hmm. like the little broken bat single that turned into two runs like that like that would have been so much cooler if it was in tampa bay and you had thirty-eight thousand people screaming at the top of their lungs like (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really make October what October should be this year, but hopefully mm-hmm. next year we get a better get a better situation. Yeah, for sure. So, like, what I did just to try and recreate it was uh, go back to that uh, that game one sixty two or whatever when Evan Longoria mm-hmm. hit like the walk off. <laughs> I had to go listen to that sound and then just oh, watch kinda... this, the other video just to kind of see what it's like. Um, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, you missed some moments there. Are any other big moments for you as a fan, like, or going to stadiums? It's you're right in like the middle of like a whole bunch of yeah. teams. So do you make it to games? Like, how does that work? Uh, when I was younger, I went a lot cause I didn't have as many responsibilities, but now I got a lot going on, but I've been to, I think maybe six or seven MLB stadiums and each one's a different experience too. And I've done uh, the uh, spring training down in Arizona a couple of times. That was nice. special, but the best one by far is Wrigley field. Really? Nothing, com- nothing compares. Maybe if I went to Fenway, it might be a little different, but just not- you feel it in the ballpark. You walk in and it's an energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to like, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to like travel around the country. Um, like with my dad while he's been working or whatever, and we would go to baseball stadiums. So definitely my top three is Fenway Oracle park in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually the Colorado Rocky stadium is really awesome. If it looks nice, it looks like it'd be a fun time to go to. Yeah, so, I want to. I want to do. Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I have not been to Wrigley yet, so I, I need to go because every, everybody says it's the best. It's the best. It's the best. So I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I was. I have something I want to do 
when I get a chance to just go around in an RV with my dad and just go to ball games. You know, I want to see PNC. I hear PNC's legit. Yes, I, I've one of our one of my buddies. Uh, he worked there at the stadium, so he would get free tickets and he would just give them to me. So I went to like twenty something games last year at PNC. It, it was awesome. I worked right downtown. I could just walk across the bridge, mm-hmm. be at the stadium. It, yeah, it was the best summer ever just by going and watching horrible baseball (laughs) (laughs) baseball's baseball sometimes yeah exactly and you can't beat the view no no chance Mm -hmm. so spring training how was that experience i've I've always wanted to go but i've never had the opportunity to go i was really young but it it was it was fun you kind of just hop around stadiums and it's kind of nice i met a couple like i met juan juan uribe once out of the dodgers game he was just walking around about to walk about to walk out to the parking lot, just go drive home. And I was like, that guy looks familiar, dad. <laughs> and that was especially signed a little, I had a Giants jersey on and I don't know why he still signed it, but he did. Well, didn't he play for the Giants or my mistake? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was with, he was when it was early, early. So it was like Dodgers. I think he was still with the Dodgers. Okay. Yeah. I remember that, some of those big moments with the Dodgers, but I'm trying to remember if it was him. It, maybe I'm thinking of like Edgar Renteria. That's cool. Yeah. Like you were able to go to um, like a bunch of different stadiums despite living in the middle of like a bunch of them, like several hours. Away. Yeah. Yeah. I had a chance to go back for a tournament at the very end of October, a little father's son type of tournament. Mm-hmm. And so it's at all the, um, it's at all the fields, like the auxiliary fields and you get one stadium game in, in Arizona. Ch- mm-hmm. Okay. And in between like Scottsdale, Mesa, Goodyear, that type of area. And I got to play in like a, a night game in an, like a spring training, like legit, like stadium. That was something I'll never forget. Like oh there was no, no, nobody was there. <laughs> nobody was there, but it was sunset and the lights came on. It hit yeah. perfect and I had a good game. So I, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, and you're on the, you're on the nicest field you've ever been on. Like, <laughs> yeah, one of the, definitely one of the nicest. Yeah, geez, that that that's pretty awesome. I had the opportunity to play at like one minor league stadium for mm-hmm. like the Orioles, like the Bowie Bay Sox. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine what it's like for like a st- spring training facility. That that must have been awesome. I mean, we didn't get to go anywhere but the dugouts, but still, just still looking up like, oh <laughs> wow, this is what it's like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. So yeah, you, you've already uh reference it a couple times but you you do have a good relationship with the game of baseball it sounds like so you said your family got you into it so how did that start yeah so my grandpa played at the university of northern or southern illinois and he ended up going and playing in the college world series in like 1968 i think it was wow and he he pitched the first game he started the first game they won that game then lost the other two to usc we're, we're big USC haters after that one. <laughs> yeah. After that, my dad, he played uh, two years at a junior college right, uh, right around here. Mm-hmm. And then he went and played two years and coached a year at Wyoming before they shut it down. Oh, wow. After that, he went to high school and bounced around to a couple JUCOs. And then I've always just been by his side the entire time. Little kid just wandering around, looking around like, all oh, these people are really big, man. And <laughs> <laughs> that's that – Baseball has created a special bond with my dad that I don't think will ever go away. It's crazy to think about, but working with him every day in the cages, you know, throwing the ball around sometimes, it's a it's a special feeling I'm going to miss soon when I'm done playing. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely um, – the game of baseball creates such a bond between fathers and sons mm-hmm. that you, you really 
can't find in a lot of other sports. It, it's it's one of the more intriguing part aspects of the game um, as a whole. It's one of those national pastime things that can't be replicated. Mm-hmm. Football's gr- football's great, but baseball is just a different breed. Yeah, no, and you get these awesome moments um, between fathers and sons. Like uh, the one that stands out to me the most is Ken Griffey Jr. stealing the ball away from Ken Griffey mm-hmm. Sr. Yeah. in center field. That that's one of the best father son moments in baseball. And it's not very often you get two such talented dad and son. And then I think he had didn't Ken Griffey had a brother that played too. I don't know. I can't. I can't confirm that i know he had a brother um, yeah but. i know his brother was pretty good i just don't know if he ever made it to the bigs but it's you don't that's a family that's just legit and they've been doing that for so long it's crazy to see yeah and, and then like the bonds family as mm-hmm. well they oh yeah <laughs> well i'll get your uh, uh input on this barry bonds hall of famer yes or no he should have been a, a first ballot <laughs> okay he, i feel um, the same <laughs> it's yes he did he do steroids? Allegedly, maybe. But just because you do steroids, there's a lot of jack dudes in the gym, but I guarantee you if I pull one out and say hit this ball 450 feet, they're not going to be able to do it. It's There's still a swing to it. He was still pretty fast. He had a lot of stolen bases. And it's just, you know, there's so many other guys that have done it. A-Rod, McGuire. And it's just, it should be forgotten about. That's when baseball, baseball became a little bit kind of how it is today where people just started what to watch because it's so many big home runs and so many big moments and you kind of just want to stay and watch it for the three three hours 30 minutes yeah exactly and like he was a guy that towered above the sport when everybody was doing steroids like mm-hmm. he he was clearly, just different yeah yeah him and it's roger like, clemens both and he's kind of how mike trout is now a little bit how Mike yeah. Trout's kind of the, the face of baseball. He was the face of baseball for a very long time and well-deserving too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, Mike Trout is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> like just the things he's doing on a yearly basis. I, I don't, I don't understand it. It's, it's Terminator like almost. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Okay. So you, you have a, a good standing relationship with the game of baseball. Now your grandfather, your dad both played um so do you play in what position so i'm currently playing high school baseball for saint joseph high school in orchid california it's i kind of switch in between i'll go from center field oh gillen we need you to pitch for an inning we need you at first or we need you to pinch run for a guy i'm i'm kind of just doing what i'm what's best for the team just trying to win yeah no i i uh, filled the utility role myself uh, <laughs> bouncing around from third base pitcher left field mm-hmm. right field anywhere they wanted me like oh, yeah. i'm in i'm in <laughs> so yeah how, how's the team are are you guys playing now or how's so that we've had, i've been doing football recently okay so i i've been working out on weekends you know hitting and stuff but i haven't been able to make it out to a whole lot of practices i wish i could but um we're looking from what i've been told by our coaches and some of the guys that are there it's looking pretty good. Usually we aren't a great powerhouse baseball program. Mm. And last year we had a guy that went to the Rays, stud, third-round guy, uh, Hunter oh, wow. Barnhart. And he just – that was our – we thought, okay, if we're going to win anything this year, it's going to be – it's this year. This guy's at his peak high school baseball. we got some great seniors around, and it just shut down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, um, we had a guy on here who plays um... – for a D3 school in North Carolina, and they were in the middle of a game when uh, everything got shut down. 
That's rough. We were uh, we were on our way to a baseball game in Ventura. Okay. So, or wow. like Thousand Oaks area. I think it was like Ventura, Simi Valley. We're about two and a half, two and a half hours in, and then just oh, by the way, uh, we're, we we got to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a uh, it's it. it a weird moment. It's like, well, man, I just wasted sixty bucks on gas, and now I got to waste another thirty. <laughs> Yeah, geez, everyone's got their own little story. It, it really, it, yeah, it, the whole thing stunk. So what, what have you been doing during the shutdown to try and keep, are you staying in shape? Are you going on runs, going swimming? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I started, for the first, like, month, I was just in that quarantine depression because I'm a very, like, I like to go out, be social. I like to go to parties and stuff and little yeah. events. And it was just like, oh, I can't go see any of my friends can't go out to eat i can't do anything i can't go to the field i can't go lift so i was just for that first month it was just you know and then kind of kicked around and was like i'm not doing anything right now i need to kind of get myself together and go do something so i will not run until i am forced to but i will lift until the day is done okay you will never catch me running poles without getting yelled at (laughs) i every single baseball player is breaking their neck with how much they're nodding their head right now yeah no, no running no running please yeah <laughs> Jeez. oh gosh i guess as a player how, how would you have been able to deal with what the major league guys were up against this year getting covid tested every day getting out of their routines like what would that have been like i don't i mean i'm, I'm living kind of close to it right now especially because i uh, our school goes back like into into session like we go back to school tomorrow and we've been doing practices for football and stuff like that so it's you're getting tested every two weeks you're getting a a gun to your head every day it's precautions it's keep your mask on son or you're running so it's nothing compared to what they've been like but that's got to be rough I mean you're shortening your season you got to get ready like this because you don't know what's happening and it's yeah I feel like there's a lot of guys that ro- that rose above because of that. And a lot of guys are like, I couldn't get in the rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it definitely is throwing everybody on a loop and um, the athletes have like their own little thing they got to deal with. Yeah. And it, it's just, no one's having fun right now. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the anyway. world series was great. I hate the Dodgers, but I'm glad to see him win it. And Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what were your thoughts on the playoffs this year? Playoffs. I feel like, Adding the extra team it gave it a little bit more of a dynamic that three game series instead of just that one yeah, to really yeah. prove who's the better team. But I kind of missed that wild card. Okay, we got one game. We're throwing this is our game seven right now. We're throwing everything at the wall, seeing what sticks. So yeah, it was all I was, right. The, I, I was at the uh, Nationals wild card game last year. Best game oh, I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> I was. I remember watching. It was a special one. Yeah, the ball getting under Trent Grisham's glove and right field was, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but as a White Sox fan, then uh, what are you hoping uh, the team does this year or this off season? You want Trevor Bauer for a season? What's that? What, what, like, what's the deal? Uh, I like Trevor Bauer, and I like how he's kind of that new school like kind of energy. But he's just, I just want him to fit. If he comes, he comes. But I just want him to fit. Because he's a little outlandish in the way he does stuff sometimes, and that kind of worked with the Reds. They're an outlandish type of team. Mm-hmm. But if he just if it comes in and is kind of just disrupting the locker room a little bit, it's just kind of why are you here, man? You know? I mean, I love I love what he's throwing. He throws some ridiculous balls, but 
Yeah. He's inventing pitches. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine what would it be like to face him. I wouldn't want to. That's <laughs> I, I, if I had the opportunity, I would definitely take it, but I know what, I know the end result. <laughs> yeah. Three pitches. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but is there anything you're, you're specifically hoping uh, the White Sox pick up? Nothing. I just feel like we need to, we had that playoff experience. Now we've been there, come back and do it again, but go 10 times harder, you know? Yeah. There's nothing crazy. I don't think there's nothing crazy I can see in the free agent market. That's like a dire need. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm trying to think there's no one I can think of that. We don't have a position field for already. I mean, yeah, of course you no. want to upgrade your built. You want to upgrade your bullpen, but white, white socks are deep. They got, they yeah. got outfield, uh, between, uh, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and some combination of Adam Engel or a random free yeah. agent you want to pick up for right field. Um, third base has Moncada, shortstop Tim Anderson. Who's your second baseman, Nick Madrigal? Or... I think it is. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. That's the only position, like maybe right field or second base. That's the only thing I can see us filling. Yeah. And if, there's, then, if there's anybody out there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you, you, of course, have Jose Abreu at first. And, Just Giolito's um, your day one. Yep. And then uh, uh, not Gomes, um, Grandal behind the plate. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a deep team. Definitely would take him any day of the week for sure. Oh, yeah. Just need to see him. I want to see him click. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything just come together and kind of just go on that, go on a run that kind of just keeps everything going, you know? Okay, now I have to ask, what were your thoughts when you guys hired Tony LaRusa? <sighs> we should have hired AJ Hinch. Okay. That's, wow. that's one of the I was in Arizona when that was going on, and one of the guys I was playing with, he was a son, he's a trainer for the White Sox, and we were playing a game and he had came in and he had just found out and he was pissed. He I mean he me and him, we were talking, it was just they hired Tony LaRusa. Why are you <laughs> And it's like something about the GM being mad or being sorry about something, how it's kind of like trying to save him. Yeah, he had, he's, he's he had fired Tony DeRusso back in like the 80s or whatever. And then, of course, Tony DeRusso went on a Hall of Fame managerial career with the Oakland Athletics and St. Louis Cardinals. And so he wanted to correct that mistake by hiring yeah, back not, a 74-year-old guy who is supposed to click with these 20-something-year-olds. I don't it's, know. It's, I think it's going to be an experiment, and it might – work it might not just got to see what happens because it's either going to work totally or it's not going to work at all for sure anything uh you specifically wanted to talk about game of baseball otherwise this is sometimes baseball after all i had a situation in my mind earlier that i was thinking about oh favorite nationals player of all time because you're a nationals guy yes god i i have to go max scherzer um Mm -hmm. when he's pitching you make a time for it like yeah Every yeah. single pitch has a very specific purpose. It is an absolute joy to watch him. And from that, I have gained such a greater appreciation for the art of pitching just from watching yeah. that guy. Um, there's so many moments you can point to the near perfect games, the 20 strikeout performance uh, when he had a black eye last year and struck yeah. out 10 guys and seven scoreless. Um, and of course, game seven of the world series, he, couldn't pitch three days before and he came yeah. out and shoved for five innings. So I really wanted to Max see that Garrett, well, I wanted to see that Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer. I wanted to see that fight. 
Yes. I yeah, want to yeah, see that it, matchup. And it sucks that it didn't happen. I just want to – I want it – because it's the perfect situation. I mean, you got World Series. What was it, game five? Yeah, I was actually at that one um, as well. So I, I was very disappointed when we did not get Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer when we got Garrett Cole versus Joe Ross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it worked but, out the way it was supposed to work out. They won in seven. So that's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to see Juan Soto hit a homer. Got to see uh, Jordan Alvarez hit that guy with the Bud Lights. <laughs> so that was would you, fun. if you had a choice right now, would you rather have a 20-year-old Juan Soto or a 20-year-old Bryce Harper? I, I think at this point in their careers, Juan Soto is, like today, a better professional hitter than Bryce Harper. He just has such a – like they both have – outstanding plate discipline but Soto's is just that step above and he's willing to go to all fields um and he's not looking to hit a homer every time um that guy is such a joy to watch I still have massive respect for Bryce Harper I'm not one of those Harper haters uh you see but um yeah definitely Juan Soto is on a completely different level and he's doing things people at his age have never done before yeah, he's got that little Soto Shuffle swagger to him, too. I like yes. that. Yes. I almost wore my Do the Soto Shuffle t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, um, he's definitely a joy to watch on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I, I'm hoping he wins the MVP um, in the next few years because it, he deserved it this year. But Freddie Freeman played the whole season. So Yeah. And there's uh, one more thing I was thinking just off the top of my head. If you could put together just real quick – a all-time starting nine. What, what's your uh, what's your go-to for uh, baseball as a whole? Baseball as a whole, dead or alive. All right, um, starting pitcher. I wish there was more video on this guy. I wish we had 2020 cameras, and I wish segregation didn't exist. I, I would put Satchel Paige out there on the mound. I got gotcha. you. Uh, just the stories and legends you read about, mm-hmm. plus like the brief amount of stats that we actually have on the guy. He sounded like he had the best command and threw the hardest pitch of his generation. So Satchel Page would definitely be my pitcher. Um, in terms of catcher, I, I don't know, maybe like a young Pudge Rodriguez or uh, a peak Mike Piazza, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, first base, I guess Lou Gehrig. Second base, uh, Joe Morgan, the late Joe Morgan. Shortstop-wise – Cal, Cal Ripken. Ooh, that's the Iron Man. I've never, I've, I've never really liked Cal. I don't know really? why. It's just some, something about him. He didn't. He never seemed like a shortstop to me. You know what I mean? Just didn't. I feel like all the shortstops I've played with are like legit. Have that kind of swagger that kind of carries them a, a little bit above the team, makes them a little bit almost like the quarterback of the team next to the catcher. But I've just never seen that from Cal Ripken. <laughs> Like they, everyone describes his career as extraordinarily ordinary. Um, yeah. Cause he literally just went out there every single day. And, um, yeah. but I do encourage you to go look at his stats from um, 1983 and 1991 is two MVP seasons and they are ridiculous. <laughs> well, I got massive respect for the guy to do what he did. It's, especially as a pro athlete, that's hard to do, but just can't take them. That's, it's just me. You are in the minority, but. Oh, I know I am. <laughs> I, I like 
to argue a little bit. Me and my me and a couple of friends will get into it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Left or I guess third base is still unoccupied. God, I'm trying to think of some of the better third basemen all time. George Brett really had this unrelent this relentlessness about him from what I've watched <laughs> um, of random YouTube clips. Um, but yeah, George Brett, I think would be my third base guy. I know I'm leaving people out. Left field would be Barry Bonds. Yep. Gold Glover, legit. Like you, you're not messing with this guy in center field. Uh, Willie Mays. That. Ooh, that's surprising. That's what? Surprising. Willie Mays? I still would have taken Mike Trout. Okay. That's fair. I would have put I would have put maybe Willie and right. I'm putting Babe Ruth and right, but um, at, at this moment, I, you just never know. Cause like Mickey Mantle, some people consider him like he was considered the best player of all time. And then he stepped on a hole in left center field and blew out his leg. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I pray that doesn't happen for Mike Trout. Oh God. Uh, well, I doubt it will because of how well the fields are taken care of now, but you don't want to see that guy go down with an injury. He's yeah. the, he's the face. Right. Yeah. All right. I'll use a cop out and put Mike Trout in right field and DH Babe Ruth. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> there. But yeah, I, I know I messed up some way somehow in putting together that starting nine, but that was just the first players that came to mind for me. Oh yeah. I know. I was trying to think in my head as you were going along. It's like, who would I put here? I was like, I got no clue, man. I can't remember anything. I encourage you. Uh, do you have the a subscription to the athletic? Not to the athletic, no. Okay. Well, I encourage you to get one. I'll forward you a link um, and read the Baseball 100 by Joe Posnanski. They are fantastic stories um, about 100 different baseball players, um, and he ranks them from 100 to 1. It's fantastic, and it really gives you like a greater appreciation for these guys. So I'll get yeah. that to you. <laughs> awesome. So that was kind of where I was drawing from. But, yeah. Uh, that, that 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 starting nine will win a lot of games for sure. Oh and yeah, starting ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what, any uh, specific guys you would have put on the team. I would have put Roger Clemens at pitcher. I would have put Johnny Bench at catcher. Ooh yes, bench, 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 bench. I like listening to him talk on the uh, Rich Eisen show. First base, I can't really think of any crazy Mark McGuire. Yeah, wow. That's a good one. You get him. You get him in his during his hot stretch. You yeah. don't want to throw him a strike. <laughs> no. Uh, second base. I'm not great with second base. Just for argument's sake, I love Dustin Pedroia. Really? Wow. Gosh, I, I I was a fan of Dustin Pedroia when he was coming up. Golly, that's a. I, I, uh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a big ASU guy. It's one of my top colleges. Uh, okay. It's just, I've been go. following him since then, so he's up there. <laughs> he definitely exploded on the scene for sure. Oh yeah, oh seven, oh eight. Shortstop, I gotta put Ozzy Smith. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yes, Ozzy the Wizard. I, also, I forgot to put uh, Albert Pujols. I neglected oh. to put Albert Pujols, the machine at first base. Um, but that's a good one. Yeah. Third, I know he's a little recent. But Nolan Arenado, he he's legit. He he, he gets the cores um the cores field bias, but he's legit. Oh yeah, it's just based on if you need a guy to lock down third base, that's your guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
let's see. Left field, probably Tony Gwynn. Okay. Yeah. I've heard some – I know a guy that uh, – his name is Brent Smith. He's from the area that pitched against him. He said it was just like he would set you up for certain pitches. Like he would swing over a curveball because he wants you to throw it again, and yep. he'll whack it. Yep. <laughs> Center field still got to go with Mike Trout. Uh, yeah. You're not going to get an argument for me on that one. Yeah. And then right field, Barry Bonds for sure. Okay. I actually, I, I think you can. Um, I think Tony Gwynn was a right fielder, and Bonds was a. I, I just remember. So. I can't remember specifically, but you're probably right. Yeah, I know. If you switch them, you're you're golden there. That's that's a yeah. quality, quality, quality outfield. Yeah. D H wise. I, I, I also I left off Frank Thomas. He's a. Oh, I should remember him. White Sox guy. Yeah. Or uh, David. I'll put Big Poppy. I'm gonna put Frank Thomas at. At DH, yeah, big, hurt. big hurt, big hurt for sure. Oh gosh, we also left off uh, other big names like Frank Robinson, Brooks Robinson, uh, Mike Schmidt, A Rod, mm-hmm. Stan Musial, Jeter. Yep. Yeah. A lot of names. There's a lot, lot of. There's a lot of lot of lot of good names out there that we are leaving off. So. Yeah. But yeah, th- this crop of uh, talent in today's game, it's. It's really good that, like you mentioned before, with between like the Tatis, the Sotos, the Arenados, the Trouts, obviously, this, this crop of town is ridiculous. And it's only going to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, with the way athletes, athletics in general is just taking a huge step forward. The guys are starting to take care of their bodies. Your stories about what is his name? Don, not Don Ellingsley. Who was the, he was a pitcher for the, uh, for the Pirates, and he threw a no-hitter on LSD. Oh, yeah, Doc Ellis. Yes. Doc Ellis. <laughs> you hear about stories like that, and now you got guys that won't even touch a beer during the season, you know? Yeah, yeah no, just the different levels of health is so ridiculous. That, that, that That's why spring training is still a thing. It was to get all these guys back in shape, but now we got guys playing mm-hmm. winter ball, and they're still in baseball shape all year. <laughs> yeah, you, you come to spring training, you better be not only in shape, you better be in a great shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Agreed. Uh, is that uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? Or I can't think of – I can't think of anything right now, no. Okay. Well, I got one question. Um, <laughs> uh, some A show that came out at the beginning of the quarantine, <laughs> how often are you asked if you're John B.? <laughs> oh, my God. see i've i've gotten that a lot like a lot a lot a lot because i don't really see it that that much it's just the hair oh it's the and the clean definitely yeah that's pretty much (laughs) yeah no but i've gotten referred to him a lot and i have a whole folder of like whenever somebody says oh you look like john b i have a whole like folder of maybe 500 photos and videos on my phone of people saying oh, you look like John B. You look like John B. You know, and I get in, like, I'll post a picture on Instagram and I'll get comments. Oh my gosh, John B. Like, no, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take the reference. I'll take the reference, but it, it ain't a bad one with uh, oh. the, the high school girls. I think, I don't know. Oh, not, <laughs> I, I, I don't see it, but I'm not going to like, just dispute it. I'm not going to argue it. <laughs> yeah. 
it ain't not not bad um as a reference <laughs> i just wanted to ask how over it you were <laughs> i'll i'll think i'll never get over it i think okay. i'm gonna be telling right. i'm gonna be telling my grandkids one day yeah you see me you see me <laughs> on that show right there that's me <laughs> yeah yeah literally yeah you, you can make up anything kids will believe it but yeah, um, yeah th- thank you so much gillen uh absolute pleasure to have you on it was great being here am i allowed to plug my socials yeah I just want to plug my Instagram, Gillen.Nickason, G-I-L-L-A-N dot N-I-C-K-A-S-O-N. All right, there you go. I got to get one plug in there. <laughs> Follow them up. All if right. you share it on Instagram, I'll, I'll repost and I'll get you some more listeners. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs>